welcome to the Bodies Built Better podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Tan, and I'm so happy you're joining me today. This show is all about human performance. I chat with athletes, coaches, scientists, and health experts from all over the world to give you the best tips, tools, and strategies to help you feel your best and discover your extraordinary potential. And I'm so happy to bring you the ultimate tips episode part two. I loved doing this because it really brings back all the amazingness and all the goodness from all the episodes that we had last year. And I love getting that one actionable item from every guest that you can take away and implement straight away. And that's that's really um, the point of all of these tips and tricks and and the point of the question is so that you can walk away with something that you can action straight away. So you have all of that from all of the guests all in this episode and obviously part one in last week's episode. So if you haven't checked that out, then make sure you do and then come back over here and check out part two. Now in part two, you start with me. <laughs> so I'm gracing your ears. Um, and I start with how to become superhuman. And I feel like when you hear that, it seems so far out of reach, but I really want you to reframe in your head what that means and, and not think about a you know a Marvel character <laughs> straight away. Um, but before we get into the episode, um, I wanted to read out something that I've written for you, um, just a little food for thought. So here we go. What if I told you becoming superhuman wasn't about being the fastest, fittest, strongest, wealthiest person that ever lived? If I told you it was a feeling, would you want to know how to feel it? to experience the feeling of being superhuman. You see, becoming superhuman doesn't mean you are rid of all sickness, pain, ailments, and suffering. Superhuman to me is taking positive action toward a healthier, happier, more engaged, focused, and joyful experience of being oneself. I have met and spoken to many people who have been through tragic accidents, experienced scary situations, have loved, lost, loved and lost again, and who are living with disease, but are the most resilient, level-headed, opportunity-seeking and taking, loving, joyous people. These people have mastered the art of becoming superhuman. They would never admit that, though. To them, they're just getting by day by day. But the thing they all do is they take action. Sometimes it's great big action. Sometimes it's small and humble. And the action they take is for themselves for one sole purpose to make a positive impact 
in that moment, that day or that week. Whether that be starting or committing to a training routine, eating an extra piece of fruit, calling a loved one, drinking an extra glass of water, buying coffee for the person in line behind them, or simply sleeping in an extra 30 minutes. Sometimes the action doesn't even matter, only that there is action. Action creates momentum. Momentum creates a mental shift, a sense of purpose, power, and determination. And if it doesn't, keep taking action until it does, because it will. We only have now. How do you want to experience it? The important thing to understand here is that taking positive action for yourself is what matters and what creates positive change. My point is, what is the one thing that is bothering you? And then what are the actions that you've taken to either rectify it, help it, solve it and make you feel better? But start with one. Us humans are like onions. A great philosopher once said that. He was very large and green. We need to work on ourselves layer by layer. This is a journey. The more you work on yourself, the more superhuman you will feel. Ayurveda is a holistic approach to healing the body and mind while maintaining balance and preventing disease. Madeline Holmes of Modern Ayurvedic joins us in this episode and breaks down what Ayurveda is, the three doshas, how to determine what your dosha is, understanding your symptoms when imbalanced, how to bring back balance to feel good again, digestive health, hormone health and Ayurveda, and so much more. How do we make implementing Ayurveda into our lifestyle maybe easier or or less intimidating? Mm. Remember that you'll never be a guru. Like, well... It, that's not the goal, you know. I think with Ayurveda and it's it's meant to be humbling, even as a practitioner, I don't know everything. Other practitioners might know more and that's okay and then their doctors and their teachers will know more and you'll know, you'll learn exactly the amount that you need to apply to yourself right now and that's okay. You don't need to read all the books. You don't need to take on absolutely everything It doesn't need to change your life to anybody else who's looking in, but you just need to do things at your pace or maybe not at a kapha's pace if you're a kapha. (laughs) A little bit faster than that. You need a little kick from your practitioner, which is fine. Um, But it's just understanding that you don't need to be the guru in this. I think that's we need to be applying that to our lives in general. It's everything. everything. And it's the pitters especially. Pitters feel like they need, they put that pressure on themselves for sure, more than the others. Gold at the Birmingham Commonwealth Games has put Jessica Stenson Nee Trangove in the history books, becoming the first female athlete to win three Commonwealth Marathon medals and is Australia's first female Commonwealth Games Marathon champion since the late Karen McCann. In this episode, we chat about her lead up and prep 
to the race, her mindset throughout, how she managed the conditions and the importance of her teammates and her husband, Dylan, and their support throughout the marathon. For those out there who um, have been out of training and competing for whatever reason, whether that's injury or or pregnancy or um, they've just decided to take some time away from their sport, what is your advice for them getting back into training with the right mindset and staying injury free? It's probably what I said earlier. Think of a blank canvas and you're just building up from there. So you kind of set the benchmark and then you're just looking at progressing and um, celebrating progression. There'll be a point where you get back into some consistent training and then you you feel really fatigued because you're just starting to absorb that training load again. So don't expect every week to feel better than the last, but patience is the key and just looking at yeah personal progress and I think yeah giving yourself a a pat on the back and celebrating those little milestones because um, that's really motivating and I think yeah obviously mindset is a big part of it as well. From age 10 to 29 Darren Hicks loved riding BMX but in 2014 a motor vehicle accident changed all of that. Darren suffered severe leg and neck trauma with his right leg being amputated above the knee and his C2 vertebra was so severely broken it required surgical fixation. But less than a year after the accident, Darren competed for the first time as a para-athlete in 2015. Darren became a two-time world champion and a gold and silver medalist at his first Paralympics as a paracyclist in Tokyo 2020. We talk about the accident that changed his life, the training load necessary to to become the world-class paracyclist he is today, and how he overcomes adversity and challenges in his life. Overcoming dark times. When we face something that we're we're challenged with, what is your go-to strategy in that moment? I guess I look at it in a a very sporting way um, when I I hear something like that. So I I think I'd, you know, it's funny, you know, it's my own advice I should probably be taking, but believe in yourself. Um, You know that, you know, the reason why I went into to Tokyo and and was calm and collected was that I trusted my training. I knew that I'd done the work, um, and then you know I still knew that what would be would be, but I couldn't have prepped any any better than I had. So I think I just like telling people to work your butt off because it, it gives you the ability to believe in yourself and know that um, yeah whatever the outcome may be of what you're, you're trying to do, be it sporting or otherwise, um, if you've done everything in your power to be the best person you can be, at the end of the day, all you can be is proud of yourself. Rest is about restoration, restoring the parts of us that are depleted, the parts of us that get drained when we are doing whatever different activities are a part of our life. Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith is a board-certified internal medicine physician and work-life integration researcher and the author of Sacred Rest, Recover Your Life, Renew Your Energy, Restore Your Sanity.
Dr. Sondra writes about the seven types of rest needed to optimize your productivity, increase your overall happiness, overcome burnout, and live your best life. On this episode, we talk about what it means to be rested and why sleep, whilst incredibly important, is not always the answer. For those who say, I don't have time to consider anything else in my life. What was your message to them? That is the exact reason why you need rest and restoration, because if your life is so packed up that you don't have any margin, any downtime, then the first place to start is start looking at how to incorporate rest within your busy life. What are some ways that you can layer it into habits that you're already doing? Most of the people I treat, that's exactly what they say. I don't have time to rest. And that's why they are chronically exhausted. From brushing your teeth, we compare something to driving home in your car. There is always ways we can incorporate some of these restorative activities into things you're already doing. So you don't actually have to create time. You use the time you have to pour back into yourself. If you think pelvic floor health is only for Pilates classes and postpartum women, you would be wrong. The impact of pelvic floor dysfunction is rarely discussed, and this often ignored problem affects both men and women. It can impact not only your quality of life, but your sports performance as well. In this episode, I talked to Dr. Jessica Warnicki, orthopedic and pelvic floor physical therapist, about the importance of preventative care of the pelvic floor. We talk about what the pelvic floor is, what it means to have a dysfunctional pelvic floor, how it is impacted by your training, whether that's running, cycling, or weightlifting, and what you need to know to manage these different types of training loads. What is the most important thing that we can do to keep a healthy, functioning pelvic floor? I'm going to say breathe better. Practice. I feel like I, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yes. I'm literally sitting here. Like, as we've been talking, I've been going through my 360 degree breathing. I'm just like, Brilliant. like you, we can literally do this whenever we will have yes. time for this because we have to breathe. And I think that's so important. Like the one thing we cannot go through a day without is breathing. And so if we can just breathe a little bit better, the pelvic floor is going to be happy and we might not ever have to deal with a number of issues down the road. So do that if nothing else. (laughs) Lucinda Miller is a naturopath, iridologist, herbalist, and functional medicine practitioner. And in this episode, we talk about thyroid health and autoimmune conditions. We cover what the thyroid is what is hypothyroidism and hyperthyroidism, what is Hashimoto's and Graves' disease, and what the difference is between a thyroid condition and autoimmune condition. What are your, I feel like you've mentioned a lot already, but what are your non-negotiables for good thyroid health? I would say if you were starting out and you were a bit fearful of where to go first, I would add in more protein and healthy fats, eat less processed food, take selenium and consider going gluten-free and see what happens. Amazing. And such easy starting points as well. 
back on the show for the second time in season three. I speak with David Jackson, better known as Jacko, on his experience running the ultramarathon, the Ring O Fire in North Wales. We chat about the difficulty of the Ring O Fire and how he felt he disrespected not only the course and the challenge, but also his fellow participants. We dive deep into what it means to quit, and we may have come up with more questions than answers. What happens when we reach our limit? The most important outcome of this entire experience. And in this clip, he talks about nasal breathing and how quickly he adapted to nasal breathing and marathons. It doesn't sound like it takes too long for the nose to then adjust to the nasal breathing whilst running. Yeah. I mean, 2019, could we say? To, yeah, to last yeah. year. I mean, yeah, a, people, a marathon, that's Yeah, pe- a that's lot of people won't, don't, don't want to sort of go, oh, God, two years until or however long it is. But the, the typical guidelines are around six to 12 weeks. You, you start to... Um, you start to have those adaptations, the benefits of nasal breathing, those adaptations, so rather than it feeling like harder to nasal breathe, it's like, okay, not only am I now able to nasal breathe, but I'm running, it actually feels better to do it. Now, I've had clients that it's, it happens, you know, an awful lot faster than that. It depends where people are at, and it depends where, what intensity you're going to be running at, your previous fitness, um, and, then, and then actually like how, how good or how dysfunctional your breathing was before that as yeah, well sure. like what's the mechanics yeah. of your breathing like mm. um you know you can you can breathe in and out through your nose but you can do it in a very <laughs> sort of stressful way or you can breathe really yeah. nicely in and out through your nose, or you can you know you can breathe in and out through your nose and it still be an upper chest vertical breath mm. or you can be breathing lower down it with the diaphragm into the lower portions of the rib cage which is going to be better so it's it's not it's not just uh using your nose or not I think there's some there's some intricacies within that. Um, that none of it's none of it's complicated. Like this very simplest bit, if people want to get started, is like keep your mouth closed when you're running, um, but keep the jaw relaxed and the teeth not touching, so that you don't really like clenching and, and straining. Um, and let the nose dictate the pace. So what can you manage in and out through the nose? Like run at that pace. Um, and you know, if you're into into this, like make a note of what that pace is and what your heart rate is like at that point. If you've got like a, a watch that you run with, um, and you'll be amazed to see how that changes over just a few sessions and just a few weeks of your your heart rate coming down, even your how much quickly you recover, how nice it feels. You don't feel stressed. You're not like out of breath when you finish because you've maintained control um, of your breath and your you know you're you're supplying oxygen well to the tissues and and dealing. And, and utilizing the carbon dioxide that gets created a lot of it is just changing your your tolerance or sensitivity to that yes. carbon dioxide yeah. build up and then it starts to become your friend rather than the exactly. enemy that's, that's making you yeah, lose your breath microbiome we can't see it but its impacts on our health and well-being is huge and when it's out of balance we definitely feel the effects of it My guest on this episode is immunologist and microbiologist, Dr. Heather Zwicky. This episode will have you rethinking what you do, say, eat, how you sleep, and what you're exposed to. In this episode, we discuss what the microbiome is and its role in the body, what impacts the microbiome, how to make sure you have a healthy and balanced microbiome, 
how your microbiome impacts your performance, how your training influences your microbiome. And this tip is probably my most favorite tip and one I will be using every day in 2023. What is something easy for listeners to adopt right now to have a positive impact on their microbiome? Um, to be different, I would say okay. be kind to each other. Oh, nice. It turns out that a smile that like you sharing a smile with someone else triggers the production of a hormone called oxytocin. And that is good for your microbiome. So when we wore masks for two years and nobody got to smile at each other, we were suffering. And now that we can smile at each other, smile at that person as they're running by. Gemma Houghton is one of the best forwards in the AFLW competition, having played most of her career with the Fremantle Football Club. In May 2022, she signed with Port Adelaide Football Club and will go down in the history books, kicking the club's first ever goal. We chat about her journey from basketball to football, how she managed injuries in the past and how that's evolved her history-making goal, the incredible work she does in the community, and her vision for her future. She's an incredible woman making great impact, not only out on the oval, but in the community and young people's lives. What can you say to people who, whether they're having um, you know, challenges throughout their own sport or training or career, um, what advice could you give to them to, to keep going and stay strong? Yeah, I think, um, you know, sometimes when you're, it's, it's hard because when, when like life happens outside of sport and there are things out of our control that happen, you can sometimes be so caught up in it that you can't see past it. It's almost foggy. And you think in a way that like that defines who you are, whether it's an injury or, you know, you might lose your job or you might be going through something um, that can almost feel like, heavy and, and bigger than life but one thing I always look back in everything I've been through and, and it's been a journey like it's it's not to you know to get to where I am it hasn't been all bright and shiny it, you know um, I think I, I've been through probably a lot but everything I've been through I've come out stronger on the other side um, and you know i I guess the message I could give to anyone is that no matter what you're going through the tough times um, you know, they, they won't last, um, but you will. And, you know, that is a saying that I've heard before is um, tough times don't last, tough people do. And I think um, sometimes your only option um, of, you know, that you've got is to be strong. And I think, you know, if you, if you just push through, sometimes it takes like almost a, a physical push through like you actually sometimes feel like you're breaking down barriers and walls of whatever's going on in life but you'll always come out stronger always quantum biology what is it in this episode i chat with quantum biologist carrie bennett Carrie breaks down what quantum biology is, how we apply it to our health, our healing, and how simple it can be to tweak a few things that we're already doing for better health or optimal outcomes. Carrie explains the best way to optimize our body on an extracellular level so that everything else that we do 
that being all the good food we eat, the water we drink, the exercise we do, will all have an even bigger and better impact. Literally every single one of my cells and all the molecules, they're all vibrating a certain frequency. And certain frequencies, they once they vibrate the right frequency, all the other molecules in the body that need to hear that frequency hear it. Just as if I were to strike this tuning fork here, all the other tuning forks tuned to that, that, that note would also start to resonate in the room. My body is the same way. And we can actually, we now, now know entrain or strengthen certain tuning forks with sounds of nature. So being by running water or being by an ocean or hearing bird song, all of those things can actually strengthen the key frequencies that my cells need, my molecules need, my cell receptors and proteins need. But the, the opposite is also true. If I have things, cells that are dysfunctional, receptors that are dysfunctional, and I add more dysfunctional vibrations onto it, I can strengthen that resonance. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, is it something that's going to, am I going to wake up tomorrow if I drink my tap water and have a ma massive issue? No, but is it overall contributing to potentially a lack of healing or a lack of feeling great or feeling like I'm thriving or a lack of positivity? Absolutely. What can they do that's really simple and easy to, to do right now? Go for a morning walk, even if it's 10 minutes, as many days a week as you can. Bloating, gas, constipation. At some point in our lives, we would have experienced these symptoms. If you're one of the lucky ones, it goes as quickly as it comes. But for most of us, gut issues play havoc with our health and well-being, which has a major impact on our lives and how we show up every day. So what is happening and what can we do about it? Q. Kirsty King, gut health obsessed naturopath and founder of the Gut Recovery Center. Kirsty explains the different symptoms that can come from a gut imbalance, how these conditions can arise, what we should do and what we should eat and what we shouldn't, what is colon hydrotherapy and how it can assist in healing your gut and other ways we can support our gut health. What are a few different ways that people can support their gut or gut health right now? Right now, I would say drink some water, um, chew your food. So today, make sure you're chewing all your food and do something to help yourself relax. So put your phone down, do some breathing, do some journaling, stare at a tree or something. Just do something to help you relax and slow down because I think that is the biggest challenge for us all right now is that we really struggle to slow and feel relaxed yeah. which has huge impacts on our gut. Krista Jane Smith aka KJ uses her powers of intuition, science-based mindset work, trauma resolution and a little practical magic to find the source of what's holding you back, clear it and perform at your best. We chat about one of the many tools in her toolbox, EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques, also known as tapping. KJ explains what tapping is, the science behind it, why it should be a part of everyone's life, when you should apply it, and she shares the studies that show profound life-changing effects from just one session of tapping. So if you're a skeptic, can you really ignore the research? Is there anything that you would really love people to know right now that maybe we haven't covered yet? 
Okay, well, the thing that I want to say is that you're an absolute ball of human potential and that whatever you're feeling limited by in your life is totally changeable. Like maybe right now you don't feel like you can change the situation, but if you change the way you feel about the situation, then the situation can change. And it just excites the living heck out of me that each and every person just has so much potential that's untapped and the more awareness you bring into who you are and what's really going on for you, the, the greater freedom and um, potential you will create for yourself. Breathing mechanics, rib positioning, spinal alignment and pelvis positioning are so important when exercising, but it's not always talked about. Cue the incredible Katie St. Clair, trainer and strength coach. And in this episode, we cover breathing mechanics and its role in movement, rib positioning, spinal alignment, and pelvis positioning and understanding their links, how to apply this knowledge to your own sport and training. And we also talk about women and contact sports and how to train to build that resilience to withstand strong bumps, hits, and tackles. What is something that you want people to know when they're trying to improve their movement and their mobility? I would say that everything is influenced by the nervous system and our best access to manipulating that is our breath. And so learning more about why that is to change your movement and to change your physiology and have autonomy over your body is incredibly important. How do you get the best from yourself? For business owner and strength and conditioning coach, Josh Smith, it's all about having honest conversations with himself and with those close to him. We dive deep into what it means to be accountable for how you show up, the energy you bring to every situation, and the commitment it takes to continually grow and get the best from yourself. I know everyone is super different and it's very individual in how we um, go about getting the most out of ourselves. So thinking about what we've just spoken about, there's been um, energy, mindset, reflection and, and evaluating and mm-hmm. then comfort zones. Mm-hmm. There's a lot there. <laughs> Where could you say one should should could start or or in fact how could we start to get the best out of ourselves whether it is the mindset and I want to say I I wanted to go where's the best place to start but again I know everyone's different do you have an opinion on that I think you're well aware of opinion on many things <laughs> <laughs> yes yes I do <laughs> Um, I don't have opinions on my my idea and my thought is the best place to start is to stop. And are you saying start nowhere? I'm saying start in the ether of nothingness. Okay, well, okay. Um, I think that as a people, you know, and as a society, and we're constantly on the go all the time. 
and we constantly move, constantly seek more, right? Um, and constantly do more. And I think, like, personally, it's only been when I've stopped and either reflected or considered or asked a question rather than providing an answer have I been able to then go, oh, yeah, that's different. Like, you can only... You can only take a different path if you stop at the first one. And that's what I would be my um, <laughs> advice or place to begin. I love that advice. Mm. Because I've noticed for me when I stop, I realize how I feel. And I'm really good. And mm. I know a lot of people out there are very good at suppressing all of that stuff. That's another episode. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And... Uh, and keep an ongoing until the body mm. doesn't allow it to. But yeah, stopping. Oh, mm. good one. Personality, the unique patterns of thoughts, feelings and behaviours that distinguish a person from others. Have you ever questioned the way certain people make decisions or say the things they say? Or maybe you've wondered why people just don't get you. Cue in personality theory. I had to get my good friend and personality typing expert, Sarah Tahuro on the show to chat all things personality types. We discuss why it matters to understand your own personality type and how honoring and embracing your individuality by understanding your personality will help to bring you greater self-awareness, self-acceptance, and the space to accept and embrace others for who they are. was one tip for people if they want to get to know themselves better so that they can appreciate themselves and others i mean obviously it's like get tight <laughs> the whole <Right>? podcast <laughs> <laughs> um start engaging in a process of becoming conscious of who you are what you do and why you do what you do and i think not all of us are avid question askers you and i definitely are but yes i think what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Bring conscious awareness to that. And even if it's not personality theory that you use to unpack that, um, I think that that's always the first step in, in self-awareness of any kind. When was the last time you were inspired to do something that brought you joy? Inspiration can be the catalyst of incredible change in our lives. It can be as big or as little as needed to provide the spark or joy we experience to influence our state of being. Meditation teacher, writer, and author, Caitlin Katie's goal is to make it easier for you to feel happy, whole, and high on life. Her book, The Hope Dealer, is where she shares the practical tools and powerful perspectives that will help you rediscover your magic, feel amazing, and plug into your full potential. We talk about how to find and use inspiration every day, how to live a life of joy, being present and using rituals and habits to move from doing into being, and how to trust yourself and let go of labels and reframing your language and mindset to live a positive life. Creating meaning in our lives when we feel stuck or stagnant or things are a little mundane, how can we add something into our routine or change things up or 
be more spontaneous? How can we um, do something to, I guess, create that little bit of spark or magic again? Yeah, I think that's such a great question. What has worked well for me is to go back to the things that I know have worked for me in the past. So often it's the things that we've sort of slowly over time abandoned, you know, it's like we've dropped one thing and then we've dropped and we've left this sort of like trail of good things behind us. So sometimes we need to turn around and walk back down the path that we just came and pick up those tools that we already know work for us. So for me, you know, meditation is like a non-negotiable. So I'm always doing that, but there are other things that, you know, journaling, sometimes I'm like, oh, life is full and I'm not journaling as much. And I pick that back up or tapping is something that I find really helpful. So I pick that back up, you know, a gratitude ritual. I pick that back up, reading something inspiring after I meditate, I pick that back up, whatever it is, time spent in nature, time spent just drinking your cup of tea and staring out into space without doing anything that's valuable. All of those, whatever they are, and maybe, maybe that list might inspire you, but maybe there are already tools that, you know, have worked for you in the past that you can just return to and pick back up and put in your basket again. Um, but I think that it is about just doing, doing, doing your day with more intention, you know, like bringing those things back into your day and making space for meaning and, inspiration to come through, right? So if you are waking up and just like picking up your phone and then reading the news and checking your email and scrolling Instagram, and then you drive to work and you listen to the radio or podcast on the way to the work, and then you get to the office and you type email, like you're just like filling all that space and not allowing any space for anything else to come through. So I, I always say like, if you want like inspiration needs to be able to find you and it's not going to find you while you're sitting on the couch, watching the Kardashians taking a tub of Ben and Jerry's to the dome. Sorry. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. There's time and space for that. There's time and space for that. No, no judgment. But if it's inspiration and meaning that you're looking for, you're going to need to reach, reach for, other tools and that's a wrap for the bestest juiciest ultimate tips for 2022 i hope you are able to implement or integrate one some or maybe all of these tips into 2023 and maybe even revisit some of the episodes because you know some say that repeating something and consistency is what will make it work and stick I mean, some believe that the rule of there's a rule of seven. So, I mean, I don't expect you to listen to the episode seven times, but hey, look, you do you. If that's what you want to do to make all of the goodness stick, then go for it. I'm so glad you've stuck around till now. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. If you are someone who loves watching episodes, then just so you know, I do have a YouTube account. So check out the Bodies Built Better podcast with Jackie Tan over on YouTube. You can watch these as well. Otherwise, make sure you're telling all your best mates and family about the Bodies Built Better podcast because all of that really helps 
this show get in front of the people that really want to hear all of this good stuff too. So thanks for being here. Have the best day and week. Stay awesome and I'll catch you next time. Bye.